0: Hello, I'm Di Redmond, and I'm your host for this season's Songs in the Wilderness. In this programme, we listen to the songs that have influenced our guests throughout their life, and have influenced their faith, too. Today, I have the privilege of speaking to John McHugh, a retired GP from Cambridge. Nice to have you on the programme, John. How are you feeling this
1: morning? Uh, Thanks, Di. It's lovely to, to be here. Thanks for the invitation
0: it's a pleasure so I gather from what you've told me um and we met uh, at a very wet barbecue on Saturday for Radio Maria's third birthday yeah it was nice it was very nice and it was at St Lawrence's church and a very very crowded um <coughs> assembly and a lovely lovely mass with Father Toby anyway from what I gather you were brought up in North London um with parents who settled here from Ireland did the entire family come over
1: together that's right. I was brought I was brought up in North London uh, near Labatt Grove. Um, Labbrook Grove, yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, my uh, most of my a lot of my parents' relatives came um, from Ireland, but some remained back there. My dad was a carpenter, and my mum worked in a um, sub post office. I remember my childhood as being a really happy time. Um, with a lot of love being shown, um, great fun times with my uncles and aunts and my mum's parents, my grandparents. We played um, a lot of games, including card games, which <laughs> featured a lot. It was a traditional um, Roman Catholic family. That's what I was going to ask. Were you very were you all very
0: joined on that that you know the rosary masses and events of the year?
1: um yeah pretty much we we managed to get to mass most sundays i was an altar boy oh you were yeah um my i remember my um mum's uh parents uh often praying the rosary or novenas um yeah so yeah, yeah. that's that's my background
0: and what part of Ireland did you come from
1: my my parents uh, came from uh, County Westmeath, um, in a town called Mullingar. Yeah.
0: I don't. I've not. What what part of of, of there is that?
1: So it's the it's the south of Ireland. It's about forty miles west of Dublin. And if you look at the whole of our Ireland and stuck a pin in the middle of it, you you wouldn't be far off.
0: <laughs> right. Let's hear your first piece of music. Can you? Can you introduce it and tell me why you chose this? Because it's it's um,
1: it's one of my favourites. Yeah, sure, befo- it's not befo- for me. Befo- before I do that, I must tell you a little bit about um, when I would, um, um, uh, or maybe. It, it, t- tell me now, if you tell me yeah. about Ireland. Yeah, um, the yeah. So we'd we'd often g- go back to. Um, to ireland to visit relatives and um particularly my dad's grandparents who lived um in the countryside and i remember um just great times with my brother um playing with chickens ducks um
0: oh so they they had they had a farm
1: oh it was a rather more like a small holding um and seeing cows being milked drawing water from the well and it just seemed um a very different life to london um it sounds idyllic john uh well don't know about idyllic but um <laughs> was it hard it, work no 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 it was great they were great times but uh i just loved ireland and i loved the um i think that's where i developed my love of the outdoors
0: yeah, it must have been. Did it rain a lot? Because I used to go to Ireland when I was little with my family, very similar background. And all I remember, and it was it. it this isn't a complaint, actually. It was the most. It, it did rain, but it was the softest, mistiest, lightest rain, and everything was emerald green.
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, my that's memory. A, that, the phrase that comes to mind. There is that it's a it it was a, it's a soft day <laughs> when the, when the rain just penetrate
0: yeah yeah it <laughs> sounds like a lovely time and when you say you got you drew water from the well yeah. i mean you seriously did draw
1: all yeah the water, there wasn't running water, the water in water. my grandparents wow. home so we'd walk up to the to the uh well and draw water which was quite amusing for <laughs> a couple of young lads from london yeah from london yeah but
0: did you have a bath i mean did you have what did you do uh,
1: yeah, that's that's a good question. <laughs> Is this too much information for everyone out there? Um, no, did you boil no. that water? Yeah, yeah. So we we would uh, yeah boil water. I think when you're, you're that young and young as young lads, you just you kind of d- don't think too much about that. I don't remember that too much. We used to just. Uh, run around outside playing in the fields and
0: you're probably running around in the streams as well
1: yeah yeah oh there'd be a bit of that
0: <laughs> right now we really are up to your first piece of music can you explain why you chose this
1: yes um so i've chose uh selected um, um amazing grace um this uh reminds me of my mum yeah it's her favorite hymn um but as my faith has developed I realized that how important God's grace is. Lovely,
0: let's hear it.
2: that she
0: Amazing grace, one of the best hymns ever, so John, your love of the outdoors and your pretty blissful holidays in Ireland led you to thinking you might become a vet and
1: um, that's right, I think the um, just the experience of being outdoors, being around animals, I really enjoyed that, and also at the t- at the same time, um I used to read a lot and um Somebody called James Herriot. Oh yes, yes. Um, published uh, several books on his life as a vet in Yorkshire, which I I really enjoyed, and that attracted me um, and made me think about um, becoming a vet. So that w- was what I was aspiring to. And while I was in the sixth form, um, I worked at uh, at my my weekends uh, in a, an animal hospital. In Victoria, London, the Blue Cross Animal Hospital.
0: John, that must have been quite tough. I mean, you, you, even your passion to want to become a vet and working with animals in Victoria who were obviously probably lost and abandoned, and it all sounds, it could be quite traumatic.
1: Oh, not in the least. Oh, sweet. No, not I in the least. To- I worked there, um, I think I worked there. M- most saturdays and a, and a half day on a sunday and uh, no, they were great times i used to help the animal nurses and the difference was it, it was like a hospital so there were animal radiologists animal nurses the vets themselves Goodness. um and it wasn't just rescue animals people uh, animals would be brought in they did great work and uh, it, it was wonderful and it really set my heart on fire to to be a vet um but um sadly that wasn't to be i applied to university and uh got five straight rejections from the um from the universities as um i just wasn't uh, uh the standard was too high to get into vet school and i w- i uh i wasn't bright enough
0: I think that's the wrong description John I think you were probably more than bright enough but um the I think that the 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 um the levels were I remember one time because my daughter wanted to be a vet um and you know no matter how high she she aimed how high she got it was never enough and it's, I mean I hope it's still not as difficult to walk through the doors of a veterinary school as <laughs> it. I mean it, you know you felt like well could be an astrophysicist
1: well, or a vet yeah it, it, i think the places were yeah were limited in numbers yes i think you're and right And that, that, that was the, the the reason yeah
0: but then did it kind of did it get you down that you'd been rejected because at that age when you're trying hard and you're giving a lot and you're committed and then somebody says, well actually you're not clever enough i mean that's a real slap round. you know it just is not good for your self-esteem at that time in your life
1: yeah that was a difficult time it certainly was very disappointing um my my dream had been shattered um and i and i'm and i uh, i remember going to mass actually and uh coming forward uh and um a franciscan priest prayed with me and i i just kind of asked for some help with the future and um yeah so but it, it, i can see looking back that in all in through that rejection through those um times of failure that god still had his hand on me and was working and was leading me because um the only thing left me after working in an animal hospital was to look at working in a real hospital a human hospital to be, to think about studying medicine
0: it's extraordinary isn't it how how fate takes or or god takes you know yeah, a and,
1: turn yeah and 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 i just know that uh, i would from coming from my background i i would never have ever considered earlier on in life uh, being becoming a doctor so i feel it was god guiding me
0: And you talk about um, the the Christian Union Group who helped you um, during that time. Or was that, I mean, was just being with a was it playing football
1: <laughs> right so yeah so, so what happened after so i retook my a-levels i spent a year working as a van driver actually and um painter and decorator and eventually i got accepted to study medicine at the london hospital Whitechapel.
0: Oh right.
1: and um when i so i was studying hard um i was trying to fit in a bit of football with uh, the second 11 and yes then then i met friends and uh, i made friends with some with uh, um people who are still my lifelong friends uh, who were in the christian union at the time um they but
0: was that experience of being you know going to university being out there in the world away from your family and then bonding with a group who who had the same love of god was that oh, that must have been so empowering
1: yeah, it, it 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 wasn't kind of really quite like that because I just went there. I had my traditional f- faith, and I was studying hard. But I was getting involved in life. I had good friends in the who played rugby, uh, the footballers. They were a great bunch of lads, and then, uh but alongside that, the, these other. Um, just like lo- uh, lovely friends, and and they happen to be Christians and have a strong faith.
0: That's good. It's lovely.
1: And they, but they talked, the, and in their talking to me about their faith, um, it became clear to me that that I had not understood um, a central point of my own faith, um, and why why did Jesus? That was why did Jesus have to die on the cross? So there i was um i'd uh, been to a catholic school i'd received the sacraments regularly attended mass uh, and god was really important to me but i was i was living this legalistic life and I, i believed it was just down to me that if um in the end if the good i did outweighed the bad um then i'd get to heaven so it was kind of being saved by my own works and Um, it was only uh, i think through talking with good friends and talking with my friends from the christian union that um i became to realize that god is a holy god a perfect god and and really a god of love and to experience life with him um i i needed to be perfect and holy and the reality was i wasn't i just uh, (laughs) none of us are (laughs) yeah and you know i made mistakes uh, and but more than that at times i really i i I choose to do things that god i knew didn't want me to do um and then i just really realized that then uh, 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 that god gave his son out of love um to die on the cross that Jesus paid the price for my sins, I realised how much um, God the Father and Jesus loved me, and that day I went back to my student flat. I knelt down and uh, I, I asked Jesus into my life in a in a, a deeper way, and I and I tried in the best way I could to offer my life to God.
0: That sounds like such a moment, John.
1: It was. It was a, a powerful moment. Oh, wow.
0: Right. Now we're on to your second piece of music, Mercy Me Flawless. Can you tell us why you chose this?
1: Yeah, Mercy Me is a great Christian band. This oh, not
0: it's Mercy Me singing Flawless.
1: Yeah, Mercy <laughs> Me <laughs> okay. singing Flawless. It's and
0: me, my, yeah.
1: and um, the song really says it all. The cross has made you flawless. And if anyone out there wants to check out the band on YouTube, um, performing Flawless, it's, it's a great video.
0: Thank you, John.
3: Doing wrong, cause we went taught that's who we are. Come on, get in line right behind me. You along with everybody. thinking is worth in what you do. Then, like a hero who takes the stage when we on the edge of a seat, saying it's too late. Well, let me introduce you to. Could it possibly be that we simply can't believe that this unconditional kind of love would be in love, too? Take a filthy wretch like this and wrap him up in righteousness.
0: Us By Mercy Me Our music choices this morning Have been chosen by my guest John McHugh from Cambridge uh, John, am I right in thinking That after this point From what you've said um, Changed to an, a very
1: profound level um,
0: Am I overdoing it?
1: Yeah, maybe <laughs> I just was walking my path With um, With Jesus and uh, um I wasn't some holy Joe. I uh, wasn't familiar with the, with the scriptures um, and the Bible, but I, my my faith had changed. I felt uh, that um, Jesus was close to me in a more personal way, um, and I, I found it that it was important to try and pray a little bit each day and read the Bible, um, especially the Gospels. and And God really blessed these times.
0: But you were fitting in quite a lot. I mean, you were studying, and, and we all know medicine's really, really relentless, and, you know, squeezing in
1: Bible readings and... Oh, not much. Just a few minutes. It's just a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, you're
0: right. It's right. Just, a
1: f- just you know, f- God blesses just a few minutes. And it was it was just a few minutes. And, uh, and yeah. did that help you through the working day? Um, yeah, it helped me through my studies. Um and uh yeah i just cracked on with it with my studies went to my lectures and did the stuff that was required um i used to go to a prayer meeting at the london hospital and i met um my wife katie there and katie uh, is just such a, a fantastic lady and and truly was a gift from god um, and I know that she will be embarrassed if I if I say any more. Oh. <laughs> I won't be embarrassed.
0: <laughs> but anyway, we, you met her during your studies, and you yeah. became a, an item.
1: We did indeed. We did indeed. And um, when we were dating, uh, we most of the time um, we would be. Um, when we would go out on a, on a date, it would it seemed to rain, and that brings me to my um, third song, uh, Phil Collins. I wish it would rain down because it rained on us so much, uh, <laughs> and the song was in the charts. This became our song. Sweet.
0: So, John, by this time we're in 1988 and you're a doctor and eventually you'll become a GP. Um, So you're moving into grown-up life now, professional life. How was it?
1: Well, uh, I could see how much better suited I was to being a doctor than a vet. I'm a real people person and I love to hear people's stories. So I'm, I'm just so glad god um led me on this path um i have to say i saw working as a gp more as a vocation than a job i I did enjoy the science within medicine but for me it was more about trying my best to care for people walking beside people in their suffering in their moments of need um, especially being with um people who were terminally ill that was a great privilege and and i must say working with a team it wasn't just me it was working with the wonderful district nurses the um the maricune career nurses the 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 colleagues in who worked in hospices and Mm. we're all working together to try and provide a service
0: It's, it's it's extraordinary that to hear you talk like that because doctors uh, and and the medical professions can sometimes be really really just slammed and you just think well how much more can they do and so many people are leaving the profession and post covid as well um and it's a real vocation
1: it is and i think but i think not just for doctors for uh, anyone working within the nhs it's it's a challenge um, it's it's a, it is a real challenge, and everyone tries their tries their best. Uh, anyone working within the NHS is, it, um, has to be uh, somewhere in there. Has to have a big heart and want to serve the the people that they they're trying to care for.
0: Were you working actually during COVID, or did you retire before then?
1: Uh, I worked for the first nine months of co- uh, the worst. COVID. The worst bit. Uh, i'm not sure if it's the worst but it was it was yeah it was a challenging time for the country but it's post-covid now the nhs is under tremendous pressure Mm -hmm. um everyone is 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 working flat out to try and uh, provide uh, the service that's that's needed um and i must say that on although it was hard work and i I didn't get things right for my patients all the time, and um, uh, on those occasions, I, I tried to find moments to say to say sorry to people. And sometimes, when we get it wrong, um, in whatever profession or whatever walk of life, it's it's good to say sorry.
0: It's good to say sorry, but it's the hardest word of all at times.
1: Yeah, because it is. It's, you, it is. it's,
0: it's an admitting your failure, which is which is a big, big, strong, uh, only a big, strong character can do that. Well, uh, anyway, I think you're underestimating yourself. (laughs) I I just think it's a huge thing to to be able to do and to acknowledge. But you must have found family and the security of family and, you know, just after the sort of hard work and relentless grind and emotion going home to a family. Did that help or was it? And even you know, did you go home to often people saying going home and then so many problems at home and children uh, growing up.
1: Oh no, no, home was was um, just wonderful, and um, my wife Katie, she was just a tremendous support to me throughout my working life, and and now um, she's just such a wonderful person. Um, I couldn't have been the doctor I was without her in the background. Um, uh, she was the backbone of our f- our family, caring for the home. She cared for our children marvelously. Um, we've been married thirty two years, and I've got three wonderful children, two beautiful grandchildren. And um, to lead into the fourth song, I-, I must just tell you that my funny way of thinking about having children: I, I feel that if we're fortunate in life to have children, then God kind of gives us gives them to us on loan. That's and yes. we, we we've just got to nurture them, love them, treasure them, care for them, pray with them. But then there comes the time um to to let them go, um and then to live their lives as they see fit. Um
0: That's so right. Uh, and, and and to give them the confidence to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and this, I, I know this song is, your fourth song is very special to you because your daughter actually played it to you before she went to university. Yeah. I would have been in floods if she oh, played yeah, this yeah. to me. Um,
1: yeah, she, yeah. But yeah, both my son Patrick and daughter Anna play the piano wonderfully well. And uh, on the night before Anna left home to go to university in 2011, so another one, flying the nest uh, anna played this song on the piano and she sang it and it was just a very moving moment very moving for me oh i'm sure it was
0: I
2: heard that you settled down that you found couldn't fight it I had hoped you'd see my face and that you'd be reminded that from summer haze bound by the surprise of our glory days i hate to turn up out of the blue uninvited but i couldn't stay away i couldn't fight it i had hoped you'd see my face and that you'd be reminded that from Sometimes it
0: hurts Have any of John McHugh's music choices inspired you this morning? Do you have any personal connections with hymns or worship music? If so, please email us at music at Radio maria England uk dot We would love to expand our music library and we need your suggestions. so please send them in. Now we come to a very significant time of your life, John. I mean, your life is pretty eventful anyway. But this visit (laughs) to the Holy Land blew your socks off.
1: Yeah, that was in uh, March 2020, just before COVID-19 hit the UK. Um, I'd never longed to go on a a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. It was not something I ever aspired to. I've always felt in my life that Jesus is close wherever we are. But the opportunity was given to me to go. While in Jerusalem on the pilgrimage, I joined with a group of friends to pray the Stations of the Cross along the Via Dolorosa. We finally reached the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Sepulchre means a tomb cut out of the rock, but the Church not only covers the place of Jesus' tomb, but it's also believed to be the site of the crucifixion of Jesus, Golgotha. So as we all stood at the site of the crucifixion about to say our own personal prayers, this was around about 6.45 in the morning, we got up early, a, a Franciscan monk beside us began saying Mass. Amazing. Mm-hmm. There, there were only 12 or 14 people there, including ourselves, as COVID-19 had prevented many pilgrim- pilgrims travelling to Israel during this time. And it was like we had been given the opportunity to hear mass at the foot of the cross as i received communion the body of christ at that mass as the priest gave it to me I, I felt it was like jesus saying to me i'm coming to you from the cross i give myself to you i'm not dead on the cross i'm not buried here in the tomb i'm risen i'm alive now Go back home and tell your friends and family about me. You don't need to come to Jerusalem to meet me, to know me. I come to you when you receive my body in the Eucharist. I understood then why I'd had this opportunity to visit the Holy Land.
0: Goodness, what a moment. So, I suppose you've acted on that. It feels like you didn't have any choice. You would have to follow that path.
1: Oh, I think I was kind of following it, but I just understood why i knew that jesus he was he was alive he's risen my lord my savior and um to uh yeah i posted i wrote a post i put it on facebook for my friends and family and then somebody persuaded me to come and share on my radio maria
0: (laughs) well john it's been such a pleasure to talk to you here this morning and here is your final song another wonderful wonderful staring star 10,000 Reasons Why by Matt Redman. Thank you, John.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me along. It's a pleasure.
0: Oh, my soul, worship his soul.
3: The song comes up, it's a new...
0: hear John McHugh again on Radio Maria England at 11.15 tonight Wednesday and 8.30pm on Friday you can always catch up with Songs on the Wilderness through podcasts available on Spotify Apple um, Overcast, Anchor and many other podcast services thank you for joining me today for Songs in the Wilderness goodbye for now